The following podcast is brought to you by a site called Fred.com. Enjoy. Bagged and boarded. 59. Matt and Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Bag and boarded, it's a way in life. Tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces. Who's the two free geeks you want to bone? In the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we be the top crooks. We got issues and we owe me funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling. Me and JR, we got the top villains. Sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, you all agree. Others spit loud, but I can spit faster. I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master I got everything you could possibly want in it An hour of us in the Brento minute I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore You're listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore We're just two geeks and that's the topic of discussion Had each other's folks on the green, on nothing Quick stop at night, to the storming like a typhoon It's not right, it's wrong, it's taking lots of bonkers We're teaching every show, everyone celebrates Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of orbit we're not quite right, our thoughts are distorted So now we present to you another bag and board it Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, bagged and boarded Bagged and boarded, yeah! Welcome, 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 welcome I am Matt Cohen, that is my dog Helmut Barking in the background Because he's got an impeccable sense of timing I'm <laughs> I'm joined by Jesse Rivers Welcome to Bagged and Boarded, folks Muddy, cut it out just a little bit Mutt, okay Hey, you know what it is? There's probably a black person within 50 feet. Wow. Not even being racist at all. Have you seen, have you not seen it? You don't, you don't remember? My dog is, my dog is incredibly racist. Well, he acted like that toward me for a little while. I came up with a phrase for it yesterday. If it's dark, he'll bark. (laughs) Caca. Caca. Um, nah, man, what is that? Why are there racist dogs? Like, everyone, you know, there's that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry gets a racist dog. But I, I, like, I know I've met other racist dogs. My dog is a flat-out racist dog. If I, I see, have not. If I see a black dude walking up from 30 feet, I know that Helmut's gonna fucking, I watch him and I see his colic pop up. I know, from 30, from across the street, I, I watch my dog's eyes start trailing. And it sucks, because I'm not racist and my dog is. And he's black, which makes no sense. <laughs> My dog is a fucking self-loather. Right, Muddy? Who had him before you? I don't know. Might, might have been then. I thought it, it wasn't a puppy when you got it, was it? No, but he was, he was like a year old, but, but the thing is, he was coming from fucking Methville, Vegas. There, there ain't no black people. <laughs> Seriously, he probably. That might be why. He probably, Maybe he's just not used to it. Well, I think, I think, I, if, I, if I wanted to stop joking and literally guess, I think it probably has something to do with dogs are colorblind, right? Mm-hmm. So, if he's used to me as being his one kind of frame of reference for what a human should look like, then a black person to him might kind of just look like a shapeless void and it might scare him. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I guess. I think, I, I, like, I, I hope he's not just right. I hope like his old owner didn't train him to like bite. You know, you know what I'm talking about? 
<laughs> it's just weird though. It's weird. It's like adopting a kid and getting like all their fucking hangups and shit. Like I've had this dog close to two years and you know what I mean? It took like a year yeah. and a half to find out, wow, he's incredibly racist. Like without fail. It's kind of fucked up. A little bit fucked up. Uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm good, dude. I'm, I'm good. Are we talking about that yet or is that next week? Uh, let's, let's, let's do next week. Should we tease it now? We can. Can but, I, can I, mean, I don't, can I tease it? I mean, don't, don't give it away what it is. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a hint. Uh, female bagged and boarded listeners. <laughs> if, if you like Jesse before, what's up now? That's all we got to say. You can have sex with Jesse. That's see, you gave it away. That's a new contest. Why did I give it away? They could always have. Had, they could have always yeah. had sex with you. It's just a matter of if it was morally right or not. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's no longer a tease. It's more it's of a preview. A, it's a tease. It's a tease. It's man. a preview. Oh man, with the amount of pot people smoke, they have no. They forgot what I said already. I forgot what I no, said. No, you forget. Yeah, you forgot what I'm you said already. I'm just staring at my beard in the Skype window because it looks kind of cool right now. I trimmed it. I trimmed my beard. I had my beard going. You're one of those narcissistic people that just stand in front of the mirror and like, God, I look so good. No, because I'm like a fucking skinny little bald golem <laughs> Auschwitz fucking victim. I'm a good, I'm an incredibly good looking guy. Don't get me wrong or anything. But, uh, I just, I, I don't notice it. I don't put any effort into it, Jesse. It's just kind of, I wake up looking like this if that, if you can believe it. You said it was trimmed. <laughs> It is true. Okay, well that that is the one thing. I trimmed my beard, and here's why. A, it was it was getting a little. T- I call it homelessy. It was getting a little too homelessy. Okay. Like I was I was wa- I was watching documentaries about Skid Row, and I was like, oh look, I've got a bigger beard than that dude. But you don't have hair, so I mean, people can see that. Well, you wear caps a lot, so I don't. But not when I do the fully like I fully shaved right now. I don't wear a fucking hat. But here's why I trim my beard. For the last week or two, and this was the heaviest my beard and mustache had ever gotten in my life. Flat out. It was never heavier than it was right now. Up All until. Right. For the past week or two, at sporadic times during the day or whatever, I would get like weird tickly sensations on my, <laughs> on my nose, like in my, in my nose, if that makes Why sense. Why is that weird? It's not weird. It's hair. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, but I figured out what happened. No, but in my nose, dude. Like all the, I, and I thought there were spider webs or something getting caught in my mustache. Cause it felt like really, really, really fine hair that I couldn't find that was somehow like, it was just really, it was a bizarre feeling. And then I was looking in the mirror when I was going to trim my beard and I realized what was happening. Um, this might be a little too much information for everyone, but it's not that bad. Uh, my mustache had gotten so long that when I was breathing in, some of the hairs were going vertically and getting stuck up in my nostrils. It's <laughs> a little too much information for me. Every time I breathed in, there was hair going up my fucking, my mustache was going like, whoop, like straight the fuck up. So I had to cut that out. Um, you should. That's not, it's too much, that's not too much information. My mom called me the other day and told me uh, an extended family member. I don't want to say who just because who knows, but no one, I swear, no one that I fucking really care about even has <laughs> had an outbreak of ass herpes she was like oh you know she's like did you hear what happened to blank 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 they've got that big interview tomorrow and apparently they had an outbreak of herpes i was like well that sucks they're like yeah on their ass and back i was like how the fuck does one get herpes on their ass i've never heard of that 
Yes. I've heard I of thought, I thought maybe you meant hemorrhoids and misspoke. No, but... no, no. Herpes on his ass and back. That's, that's, well, that's kind of strange. I know that it's like her- an alligator. Herpes isn't... Oh, I w- oh. <laughs> I'm going to pause and tell you something later, but you... Do- Ooh. All right. Herpes, I know you can get it on your, your mouth. Everyone knows that one. Uh-huh. You can get it on your dick, which is awful, or your vagina. Everyone knows yeah. that from school. And I even know there's something called... Ox- school. <laughs> you know, when they teach you in health class, they're like, you can get a herpes on your dick or vagina. Um... You could get ocular herpes, which is kind of the scariest, where people get herpes in their eyes, like right... I didn't even know that. Yeah, like right under the lid and stuff. So I knew that herpes wasn't confined to the mouth, but I certainly didn't know it could move down to your ass, which leads me to believe two things. Three things. One, herpes is just congenital, and it can go wherever the fuck it wants, basically. It's like, if you have herpes, you could have an outbreak anywhere, which is probably what it is. So you have it like on your foot and shit. Yeah, or your hand or your finger, like you know what I mean? Seriously, probably. Or the other option is this dude I know was either taking it in the ass from someone with herpes or with a herpes infested dick, which wouldn't be the truth because they're married with kids, I'm assuming. I just I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows how they how they like to freak? Um or said guy's wife has a herpes infested mouth and she's eating out his ass. I really hope my family never hears this fucking shit. Wow. <laughs> the, that's, that's what my brain went to. I was like, how do you get herpes? Instead of being grossed out, I was more like, how do you get herpes on your ass? Like, why is it not just a rash? How do we know it's herpes? And B, I was like, why does it matter that they have a job interview? Or do they have to fucking drop trow and be like, well, we well they probably have to sit. We think you're great. It probably hurts. We think you're great for the job. Let us check out your asshole first, just to make sure there's no herpes or anything going on. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It like itches and shit. Yeah. I mean, how would you like to be at a job interview and just start scratching? Who the fuck? What just? That's a. That's something I'm glad I avoided in life. What herpes? Yeah, totally. I think everyone who has avoided it is glad that they avoided it. But I, I think there's less people that have avoided it than we would like to think. You know what I mean? No, what do you what do you mean? That we know? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, was that was that a uh, an overstatement? Fuck yeah, dude. Like 90% of the people that we both know. Like like what was that study that came out? Like 65% of all girls in Manhattan between the ages of 16 and 21 have herpes. More than half have herpes. It's become an epidemic where literally it's like I think it's like 3 out of every 10 people in certain circles have herpes. Three out of ten? In certain circles, yeah. In certain demographics, oh. in certain age ranges. Now, and, and hey. Alright. Hey. I mean, let's just say, <laughs> this is pending the spoiler of next week. You better be fucking careful now, Mr. Jerome Rivers. See, there you go. Okay. What? No, yeah. people, they don't know. I mean, we might, we might as well go ahead and talk about it. I mean, people know now. I mean, I don't see why you want to wait. Why did you want to wait a week? If because I, I, I want to make sure everything is smooth. Then let's not. That, then let's not talk about it. Okay. All right. Let's just. I mean, I, I don't. I don't want uh, anybody to be able to to use anything. Well, that's you know what that's I mean. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So let's not let's not talk about it. Like people fucking know what people always know what we're talking about. We're not very fucking sly cats, man. You're not. I wonder where I was this summer. Fucking <laughs> within thirty seconds, people were like, "Oh, he's in New York." I cop out, and I was like, "Shh." It's a surprise for Jesse. 
<laughs> Where in the world is Matt going? The other one was like, I'm in Vegas. Wait, what did I say? I was like, I'm in a town with gambling that can't sustain life soon. <laughs> We're not very good at, 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 at veiling shit. But yeah, man, fucking STDs run rampant, sir. Isn't it? I don't know. It kind of, it kind of leads me to something that it, it's not a, it's like a bit, a little bit of a jump, but let's go with it for a minute. Ready? Okay. I went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery for the first time last week. Yeah. And I say that because I feel like a lot of those people died of, of down low STDs and didn't tell nobody. <laughs> Why? Because it wasn't a treat. It wasn't that treatable back in the day, and it was a lot more. It wasn't also that prevalent. I think it was a lot more prevalent than we would think, man. I really do. Like I was watching an Ed Wood documentary last night. Not Ed Wood. That's kind of funny. I was watching Ed Wood about two or three nights ago. That's funny. But I was watching a documentary about Ed Wood, and it was more about the people in his life. And at one point, Vampira, you find out that Vampira used to fuck Orson Welles, like on the regular, for like years. Uh, you knew that? No, I did not. She was like, yeah, you know, I first dated Orson in New York when he was on a break with Rita, and then we dated again in San Francisco, and blah, 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 blah. And she was like... But you don't want me to talk about Orson. She's like, do you want me to tell you how he gave me the clap? I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think so. But that doesn't chill you, though. But it could if it goes untreated, can it? I don't know anything. I, 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 I don't think so. What's the clap? I feel like that's an extinct one now. It, uh, well, no, it's not. I, it's, it's, I don't really know. We got the clap. They got <laughs> the clap. We got the clap. Uh, you didn't see Get It. Yeah, it's nice. You didn't see Get Him to the Greek, right? No, I haven't. So it, please don't tell me anything it's about not, it. It's not, it's not even like, like it's a rental. It's funny, but it's nowhere near as good as Sarah Marshall. There's no plot or anything. But Puff Daddy's a fucking revelation. See, I've been told that. I, that's hard not, for me to believe in the I'm shit not, that he's been in. Not even kidding. Puff Daddy is by far my favorite part of that. I've been quoting Puff Daddy lines for the past week. <laughs> As big as loser time, as big as loser time, it's daddy's favorite show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about it. I mean, yeah, you didn't see the movie. But, um, dude, Puff Daddy's fucking good. How we went from, from STDs to Puff Daddy, who knows? <laughs> but, but we went, we, we went. We started talking about clapping. We went there. Oh, yeah, it was that Russell Brand song. No, but going back, so I, Hollywood Forever, I went through there with my parents were in town so I took them there my mom's into like celebrity old celebrities and shit and that was fun we all got stoned and walked around and it was really fucking cool had you ever been no I wanted to and never got a chance to like I always wanted to go to the movie screenings but for this you can just go in there and park for free hmm? and just walk around that you can bring a fucking picnic lunch and set up in front of someone's grave you can do whatever you want you know take pictures yeah. so we walked around and we saw a bunch of um Bunch of old celebrities, really, like, that no one... I mean, I'll get, you probably know the names, but I don't know where they're from, so help me out. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Fairbanks, Jr. and Sr. were there. Yeah, Douglas Fairbanks, he was, he was like the swashbuckler. He was an actor. He was like an Errol Flynn type yeah. dude. Okay. Yeah. Um, Lawrence... Not Lawrence Olivier. Uh, Valentino, I saw. I don't know him. Rudolph Valentino. That sounds very familiar. Well, he was, he was, I know, I know of him. He was like a Lothario. He was a lover actor. He was like uh. the, the world's first sex symbol or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And then you go down the line and you got Hattie McDaniel from Gone with the Wind, the black lady. Yep. And you got Dee Dee Ramone. And then there's the grave of Virginia Rap. 
And my mom, and like, I was just walking by it. There's no fanfare. And I was like, holy shit, Virginia rap. And my mom's like, who's that? And I'm like, I think that's a lady who, <laughs> who allegedly got raped to death by a bottle by Fatty Arbuckle. And I went online and I was right. <laughs> I've never heard of that. You don't know why Fatty Arbuckle went to jail? No. Supposedly he raped this chick to death with a glass Coke bottle. To death? What? What? She- he should have went somewhere. Do you not know about this at all, dude? No, not, not at all. Fuck yeah. All right. Fatty Arbuckle was a uh, comedian from back in like the 50s, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. No, way earlier than that because this chick died in 1921. The circumstances of Rap's death in 1921 became a Hollywood scandal and were covered widely and inaccurately by the media at the time. During a party held on Labor Day, September 5th, 1921, in Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle Suite at the San Francisco Hotel, Rap originally suffered a trauma. She died on the next day from a ruptured bladder and secondary parentinitis. She was buried at Hollywood forever. The exact events of that party are still unclear, with witnesses relating numerous versions of what happened. It was alleged that she died as a result of a violent sexual assault by Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, he was acquitted, he's acquitted on the third trial, came from an apology, uh, uh, blah, 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 acquittal is not for Roscoe Arbuckle, blah, 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 blah. So this lady got fucked to death with a glass bottle. Allegedly. I mean, sure. Well, it says he was acquitted. I think he did it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Fatty Arbuckle. That just sounds like, that like, screams rapist. Like, here comes Fatty! No, with my no, nothing, nothing screams racist. No. I mean, rapist. I mean, what about that guy's a rapist? <laughs> like, Well, I mean, no name screams rapist. Melvin? <laughs> what about Melvin ba- Van Peebles? He's going to be very upset. I, didn't, I think he's dead now. But I know Mario will come kick my ass. I don't even know about that. If Mario can kick anyone's fucking ass. I don't know. He, 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 I'm going to pick he, a fight with Mario Van Peebles. Just to see if he can fight. Yeah, if you're listening, showdown, sir. Let's do it. But you can't fight, so how would you be able to tell? How, but how do I know I can't fight? At this point, it's like an untested reason. Who knows? I could be the greatest fighter of all time or the worst fighter of all time. Yeah, you said you never... How much can you know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? I'm all bald and shit. I look like the kid from Last Airbender. Like, maybe I can do <laughs> crazy fucking orb stuff. And I'm like... La, 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 la. I don't know what he says in it. He's like some weird... Looking kid. Yeah, so, no, I went to Hollywood forever. But here's the thing, and, and I thought about it. So forget all the, you know, the lady got right by a beer bottle, ha, 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 And, you know. Yeah, it's very D- funny shit. Douglas Fairbanks, regardless, exactly. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is a fucking cemetery. And yet, well, yeah. I, and yet it's like no cemetery I've ever seen because it's like open to the public and like, hey, come take pictures and shit. And like, there's no, it's very, 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 very crowded, right? So there's no room. Mm-hmm. Whenever, like, I worked on Cop Out, and we shot a lot in that cemetery, and I had a few basic, like, moral rules. It was like, don't smoke pot in the cemetery. If you're going to smoke a cigarette, don't just fucking chuck it on the ground. And try to avoid walking on people's graves. Like, my whole yeah. life, I've I've been a big... I avoid walking... I, you, you can see where their coffin is laying. Don't walk over mm-hmm. that space. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Forever doesn't give you that option. Like, Well, some people don't think it's a it's a... Moral well, thing. And you know, maybe for the first 20 minutes or so, I was having fun. Me and my mom and dad were walking around. And then, 
And then these guys passed who must have been drunk and they were smoking cigarettes and they looked like rednecks. And then it, it became, the coolness went out and I was like, this is an incredibly disrespectful place. It's the only, it's a tourist, like who, these people are laid to rest so Japanese tourists can, can stomp all over them taking pictures and stuff for, the, for eternity. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's been there for a long time. And I'm sure a lot of the people that's buried there gave permission before they died or asked to be buried there well, no, like, something like, like that. Like Jane Manfield, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. My mom told me she's Mariska Hargitay's mom. I don't know who Mariska Hargitay is. <laughs> <laughs> she's on like Law and Order or some shit. I don't really know. Uh, either. But regardless, Jane Manfield has a marker there, but she's not actually buried there. <coughs> I read online, but before she died in her will, she requested a marker at Hollywood forever. So it, yeah, they probably have to pay for it. Yeah, of course they do. So what I'm saying is Hollywood forever is a weird mix of actual cemetery. There's a ton of Russian immigrants. It looks like buried there. It's all like in one corner. It's all just Russian fucking names and semi new graves and stuff. And every grave is a picture of the person on them, which I guess must be a Russian thing. I've never seen that before. Oh, only only Russian? On the tombstone, they had pictures of the people. Like, everyone had a headshot on their tombstone. Yeah. But regardless, it, it's... So so it is a normal cemetery, but it's also this weird hybrid touristy thing. So much so that Jane Mansfield had to be like, look, I don't care where my real body's buried. I, I want to be in the cool kids club. I want to be... <laughs> And that's, and that's what struck me as kind of almost sad. And, and I'm not big on cemeteries to begin with, but it's like... These people had to specially request to be buried amongst other... Like, doesn't celebrity kind of go away when you're fucking dead? No. What, what the fuck are you talking about? It gets larger. What are you talking about? For the person, though, like, do you think anyone really cares about their celebrity once they're dead? I do. You don't think people want to be remembered? People want to be talked about? I just don't... I just... That's not the way my brain works, that whole legacy thing. It's like, once you're dead, you're dead. I could give a fuck if what anyone says about me. I'll be dead. Yeah, but that's you. I guess so, but but it, it just struck me as that weird, disproportionate thing. But like Hattie McDaniel, for instance, she wasn't originally buried there. In her will, she requested to be buried at Hollywood Forever. When she died, there were no black people allowed in there. So they buried her at another cemetery and then like 40 years later moved her body. They dug her up? Yeah, and wow. like reburied her at Hollywood Forever. I just don't think it's such great fucking shakes to be to be buried in a in in like the tourist cemetery. Like, if you, well, no, it's like you said, the cool kids club. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. No, totally. And like, there's certain areas, like like around the pond, the celebrities are all, those are all your biggest names, and I'm sure they charge a premium to be buried over with the celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who did you see any recent ones? Just um, Eddie Bunker. Okay. From Reservoir Dogs. Uh, yeah. Dee Dee Ramone. Um, Mr. Blackwell. Do you know who that is? Mr. His name was Mr. Blackwell on his tombstone? I mean, yeah, it is. But he had a real name. It's that guy who came up with that style list every year. It was called the Black, the, the Blacklist, where he would pick the best-dressed and worst-dressed celebrities. No idea who that is. It's a, fam- it's a pretty famous thing, but that guy was there. Um... No, it was mostly like people from the 30s and shit. Tyrone Power. You even uh-huh. know Mel Blanc was there. That was kind of cool. Okay. 
Um, and they just check people you've never heard of, like Mar- Marion Davies and, you know, all older, all older actors and actresses who would have been crazy popular in their heyday, you know? I'm just, I'm wondering if there, uh, is there room for more? It doesn't look like it. In the Russian areas, yeah, they're, they're, they were burying new graves while I was there, but in the celebrity part, no. So they're probably not burying any new people there. No, and I, I'm sure some people would want to. Uh, I think Miley Cyrus would want to be buried in Hollywood forever. Forest Lawn. <laughs> Forest Lawn is a fancy one. That's where all the big celebrities are. That's where that's Michael, Michael Jackson. That's where Michael Jackson got buried. But that's literally like every fucking celebrity of all time is at Forest Lawn. Hollywood for that's and it makes Hollywood Forever seem a little bit more sad. It's like a it's like a small zoo. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, how, like little zoos, and they had the tigers behind the fucking chain link fences, and it was all kind of just sad. Hollywood Forever seems like a sad attempt at a cemetery, as as awful as that sounds. Well, no, but it was probably the the big time back oh, in oh, the oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, in the twenties even. I think that place is way old. Let's look it up. Hollywood Forever. But it just got me, it got me thinking about that whole cemetery thing again, man, and like, I'm just not into it. Well, you don't want to die. What do you mean you're not into it? I'm not into, even like, I love my parents more than anything in the world, but when they die, I can't see myself visiting a grave. I just don't have any emotional connection with, with cemeteries or tombstones or, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I... Yeah. That's weird to me cuz it's like they're not there, they're they're now fucking rotting corpses there and a stone that says their name on it. Yeah, but I think it's more of a spiritual thing. I, I mean, people go and they talk to the headstones and shit. They, that's what I, I mean. I I'm, I won't be able to do that. Well, you're not a spiritual person. That's what I mean. But so a lot of people are. I guess so, but that that's just what I don't I just, um well, a lot of people are fucking freaks. That's the other thing. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't spend too much time in Hollywood forever if I were you. We were, me and my mom were looking for, um, we were walking through the mausoleums and I remembered Valentino was buried in there. And I had heard that over the years, women put on red lipstick and kiss his grave marker. Cause he was such a famous heart yeah, or whatever. Okay. So I was like, oh, let's go check that out. And we were looking for I'm still it. Still a little morbid. Yeah, oh, way morbid. But we're looking for it. We're looking for it. And this dude walks in. He's got like a slanted new era hat on and he's dressed really fucking weird and he's holding a giant gloomy bear. Like those things that I have. And he's like, excuse me, are you looking for Rudolph Valentino? And I was like, oh yeah, actually. Like uh, he was like, oh my God, get out of here. He's like, no way. We both came here for the same reason. And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, 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 no. Like we didn't come here to see his grave. We just were here and thought it might be cool. And then I noticed. Running down the length of this dude's neck, he had a giant tattoo that said Valentino. Holy shit. How old was he? Probably our age, like a Hispanic dude. And then he sets up his gloomy bear in front of the grave. And I was like, Mom, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and we were like, have a nice day. And he looks at a, and I'm like, oh, I said nice gloomy bear. He's like, you know what this is? And you've got a Batman t-shirt on. You must be pretty cool. And I was like, okay, weird guy in a cemetery. Let's bounce. And as we're leaving, I'm like, hey, have a nice day, man. And he gives me a double look. He goes, yeah. And then he goes, wait, yeah. <laughs> he goes, you know what? You I will have a nice no, day. No, 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 no. You guys have a nice day, too. <laughs> like, we rate, like, we're not on his serial killer list. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I hadn't said that, that dude would have came with the gloomy bear and bashed my head in while being like, Rudolph! 
Um, but I mean, did did he look competent? I mean, I think he, I think it was a gay dude who was into Valentino, is what I think well, it was. Well, yeah, I'm sure. But it was. but he looked like a kind of like um kind of thuggy. He was dressed like he had a sideways baseball cap on, and like you know, gay people can dress thuggy. Thuggish? It was just, it was very, like, this was the last dude in the world I expected to be rolling up with a Valentino tattoo on his, <laughs> on his neck. And, like, I was like, Mom, let's get the fuck away before he puts on lipstick and starts kissing the grave. <laughs> so you didn't even see it? Him kissing the grave? Oh, no, we no, saw, I the saw grave. the grave. We saw the oh. grave. That's when he, we, we found it together, us and the weird oh. dude. <laughs> us and the weird dude found it. You made friends everywhere in Hollywood. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start hanging out at that cemetery with, with, uh, with my gloomy bear. I, now, I thought you went to see Clockwork Orange there one time. I didn't. Did, that was you never at, went? That was at Devil's Night. Yeah. That's not the and same thing. you never went. That's not the same thing. Oh, wasn't that the cemetery? No, I, w- I went to the drive-thru. The drive-in on top of the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you, stay right, in, yeah. you stay in your car. You're, in a par- you're on a parking, yeah. top of a parking garage. No, I never went to a Hollywood Forever screening yet, but they're doing a bunch. I might, I might check it out. What's cool is the very the back wall of Hollywood Forever is the Paramount lot, which used to be the RKO, which used to be the RKO a lot. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking at the list right now. There was a scene from 2010's Valentine's Day. A, a scene was shot at Hollywood Forever. Oh, but they were watching a movie in it apparently. <laughs> I heard that's a great movie. Really? Oh, I I didn't heard anything about it. No. I w- I'm not I'm not particularly interested. But dude, it's like here's the thing. I didn't even know. Okay, here's an example though. For all I'm not a spiritual person, but I roll up on the grave of Cecil B. DeMille, and I'm like, I should be respectful for, because this dude. I feel like that dude is is a part of film history enough. That well, you, of course. That you show. Re- for a second there, I was like, holy shit, this is supposed to be the Mills grave. And I was like, alright, hello, Mr. DeMille. Like, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I was being, I was, I was auditioning. You know what I mean? Still, that name still holds power, Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> I th- you know, I was all, I got all fucking nervous and shit. But meanwhile, it's like, I'll fucking walk on the fatty Arbuckle rape chick's grave. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Talk about that dude like that. He was acquitted. He was found not guilty. All res- I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about his victim. The chick. Oh. The chick died of a ruptured bladder and a fucking torn intestine. Like, how did that happen? That's pretty rough. It's not like they didn't. It's not like they dispute the cause of death. That was the cause of death. They dispute how it happened. Yeah. But like, I don't think there are many ways for that to happen. Otherwise, than getting fucked with something that shouldn't be used to fuck someone. Maybe she fell. On her, in her vagina? <laughs> Would she fall on a fucking bowling pin? I don't know, dude. I just, I don't want to call somebody a rapist. If- well, it's also, well, maybe, maybe he's not a rapist. Maybe he was consensual, but it's also like, why not use your penis, buddy? Yeah. Why I go, agree. why go with a Coke bottle? Yeah, maybe it was consensual and it was an accident. It, that, that could be it. It just seems like the last thing in the world you want. Like, you always hear about people put weird stuff up their asses and stuff. Yeah. Like, and doctors find it. There's, like, a disproportionate amount of glass light bulbs stuck up people's asses. Yeah. You've heard that, too, right? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck would put a light bulb up their ass? <laughs> it's made of glass. You you sneeze and you're fucked. 
<laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Maybe she got cut. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she got cut? What do you... No, no, no. That bottle had to have shattered inside of her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or it had to have broken off, or a piece had broken off, and then they were... It was basically seven at that point. Uh, yeah, this is, uh... Let's move on. I, I can talk about the real life death of a woman and we're fine, but I mentioned a fucking David Fincher movie and you're like, okay, too much. Because, because I because I see it. I mean, what? Were you the not, fucking Rambo knife. Was that a Rambo knife? Well, I mean, not an actual Rambo knife, but. Wouldn't that be huge. great if Spacey was like, by the way, this is the knife from Rambo. <laughs> like right before he killed her. And she's like, that doesn't make it any less or any more cool. Like, I'm <laughs> that doesn't do anything for me at this point. No. Kevin, verbal? No, well, that's the wrong movie. Oh, yes, that's the wrong movie. What he, he's, he was just John Doe in Seven. Oh, he's just John Doe, right? Yeah. What a movie, huh? What a movie. I like, it, I like it better than Fight Club. You're fucking nuts. Yeah, we discussed that. I, I, although, I did hear a rumor they were putting the game out on Criterion. Yeah, why not? It's an incredible film. That's the, that gets the respect it deserves, just in, in, no one talks about it. But no seven and no fight club. Because I think, cinematically, okay, for criterion people, the game is a better film than fight club or, or seven. I, I completely disagree with that. No, because that movie's, uh, cause fight club's too crazy. Yeah. To be considered. Seven's too violent. Yes. Criterion's got a, Criterion's got a weird judgment fucking process because Fear and Loathing is a Criterion film and that's just as crazy as Fight Club. I don't think that's any more cinematically important than Fight Club. I, I agree with that. Royal Tenenbaums is on Criterion and I love Royal Tenenbaums. But but that's all, all Wes Anderson shit is. Everything. Life of I mean, I don't even think Darjeeling got a regular release. Oh, none of them did. Rushmore did. Rushmore did. Rushmore did sort of Bottle Rocket, but Bottle Rocket henceforth got a Criterion, I think. Yes, it did. Have you seen Bottle Rocket? A while back. It's a great movie, right? As if I can remember, I need to watch it again. I actually just watched Jurassic Park for about the first time in ten years. It's good, right? Well, yeah, I'm still watching it. It holds up though. Like I have those, yeah. sh- I have those things on DVD. Those, that holds up. Uh what's that dude's name, man? Sam Neill? No, Santa Claus. Oh, I don't, I don't know, but did you know he's a very accomplished director? Really? Did you know he directed Chaplin, the one with Robert Downey Jr.? I didn't know that. What's his name? Richard, um. Uh, I can't think of his name. Santa Claus. Did he actually play Santa Claus? Isn't it something Attenborough? It's not David. Yes. It's, it's Richard Attenborough. Is, is it Richard? Yeah. As opposed to David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. That's not my Attenborough. <gasps> Are you okay? Is that my Attenborough? Wait a minute. What are you talking? I'm waiting. I'm looking. <laughs> no. What it, are you looking for? It can't be my Attenborough. No, that's. Wait a minute. I'm so confused right now. No, that's who is my Attenborough? David Attenborough, the guy who does Planet Earth and Life and all those nature documentaries. Uh. That is. David Attenborough. I knew there was a difference. Okay. Yes. Okay. I got freaked out for a minute because they're both <laughs> they're both British. I was like, "Holy shit!" It's fucking. No. Okay, that's a different guy entirely. Richard yes. Attenborough. Let's see. What did he direct? You say he's an accomplished director. You say. Well, he, I say that, but that's he, the only one I he, think of. He, he was Santa. 
in um Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. The remake, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. How do I get his filmography here? Uh, IMDb. What's it called? <laughs> I was just Google searching. I was writing like, "What movies was this guy?" <laughs> um, director. He's not incredibly accomplished. <laughs> well, I mean, no, he's he's not an Oscar winner. Or he, he, he did he did um a film called Gandhi in 1982. Oh, he did Gandhi. Like the, I didn't even know that. The, so yes, he is an accomplished director. Maybe real, he did win an Oscar for Gandhi. I think he did. He's he's the oh, A Bridge Too Far, Cry Freedom, Shadowlands, In Love and War, and the last film he made was called Grey Hour with Pierce Brosnan. The story, uh, I, the story of the life and work of a Canadian fur trapper turned conservationist who claimed to be a Native American. You've seen, <laughs> you've seen that or heard of that? I've seen the 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 box cover. Oh, at at Movie Stop. Yeah, not at Movie Stop, but at Hollywood. <coughs> God bless you. Uh, how is Chaplin? You never seen it? It's no. I I I have a problem with biopics, but Downey's great in it. Biopics in general. Yes, it, I think it's too difficult to put somebody's life into two hours and the, the stuff that you do use in the two hours, everybody already knows no about. No one says you have to do it justice. Just make a good fucking movie. Oh, God, Jesse. Oh, God, Jesse. Why can't someone, got, just, why can't someone make an entertaining movie? Ray's not a good film. It's all right. I, there's some that I like. I like, uh, coal miner's daughter. The fuck like, is that? <laughs> you never heard of coal miners no, with Tommy I, Lee Jones? I'm not aware face? I'm not aware of the life of coal miners, so I never saw his bio. No, no. <laughs> well, it's his daughter. It's coal miners' daughter. It's about uh uh Loretta Lynn, country singer. Don't even know who that is. Well, that's who it's about. Maybe you should watch it and then you would know who it was. I mean, it wasn't like I've been waiting to find out who Loretta Lynn is my whole fucking life. I think I can. No, I don't think I don't think you would be a fan of her music, dude. Come on, I'm not really. Some biopics are really fucking good. Uh, Some yes, but not just the general go through the motions biopics. Like Ray and Walk the Line is essentially the same movie. Well, that's why I never saw Walk the Line because Ray. You didn't need to because Ray was first. I was but like, no, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at my wall now. I'm sure I've got biopics that, that I like, but not, not, it doesn't normally happen. There's gotta be something. It's not your favorite. I think if someone's got an interesting enough life, a biopic is, it could be a great film. You know what I mean? Yes, and especially if I don't already know about it. Catch me that, if you, catch me if you can is a good biopic. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't consider that a biopic. See, I would. Anything about a, a real person. It doesn't necessarily make it a biopic. Then what makes it a biopic? Well, it has to be a. It has to be centered on that person's life. I don't think Catch Me If You Can was centered on the person's life. I think it was centered on somebody who actually did something, and it showed what he did. It wasn't like from his birth to his death. I don't think biopics have to be from birth to death, do they? Well, they don't have to be, but I mean, it's. I mean, it's a biography about the person. It's 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 what they accomplished throughout their life, not what they accomplished at one point in their life. Why I think he... most biopics go to death unless they're still alive. What about Pollock? I did like Pollock. I like Pollock a lot. Pollock's a great movie. Yes. That's my favorite Ed Harris role. 
It's up there. Oh, Although yeah. I'm a huge history of violence fan. Everything about that flick. Really? Yes. It's good, but like I've only watched it the once. The once? I've watched it like the ten times. Did you see um the follow-up? I did not like Eastern Promises. It was okay. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I like History of Violence. I don't like Eastern Promises. That's what it is. So you had them mixed up. I had them mixed up, kind of. I thought I got the two confused because they're both fucking Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. And he, With the blonde. Well, Maria Bello is in... It's Maria Bello and Naomi Watts. Yeah. Look at that shit, Jesse. <laughs> Look at that shit. I got my fucking dick firmly implanted in the pulse, man. The Hollywood but, pulse. I mean, yeah, but most people know that. I mean, most film people know that. Film buffs. Oh no, I, I don't. I think most film buffs have forgotten about Eastern Promises. Well, a lot of people like it. Really? I yeah. I mean, it got great reviews. Here's, a, shit, here's the thing shit. too. It's like, yeah, I enjoy Cronenberg, and I'm glad he's got mainstream appeal now for the first time ever. But his last three films haven't, like, Spider, History of Violence, and Eastern Promises haven't changed my life. Like, I've always liked Cronenberg. It's not like. I'm suddenly like, wow, Cronenberg's a great, you know, it seems like people are yeah. suddenly on his dick. Well, people didn't watch, uh, dude, I mean, normal people don't watch scanners. I mean, The Fly was pretty big. Uh, video drone, people don't watch it like that. Naked Lunch? I've never seen that. Don't. Just, just no good. <laughs> don't, don't see it. It's, it's, uh, it's an odd film. There's a lot of like. It's got Robocop in it, doesn't it? Yeah, but there's, and then it, but it's like, it's this weird, it's, uh, they're like alien, but they're all turning into bugs and then they grow these tentacles and then it's all tentacle sex and shit. Like this guy will grow a vagina out of his arm and then the other guy will grow a penis and then the penis and vagina will, it's all just different kinds of penetration. But it's a drug trip, isn't it? No, kind of. Oh, it actually happens? It's a Burroughs movie. No, it actually happens in the movie. Yeah. William S. Burroughs. Oh, I thought it was off a drug trip. No, William S. Burroughs was a weird dude. It's and that's kind of a biopic to tell you the truth. Like there's a scene in it. William S. Burroughs at a party once did the William Tell thing, where he had a he had mm-hmm. his wife put an apple on her head, but then he shot her in the fucking face and killed her. Well, that was pretty idiotic of both of them. Accidentally, yeah. and they replay that in Naked well, of Lunch. Course it was. But they replay that scene. Uh... Is in, that scene is in Naked Lunch, so it's kind of weird. Just it's a weird autobiographical tripped out kind of you know. But that, I don't, no, that doesn't make it autobiographical, I don't think. No, because the movie is not about the guy. Just because it he shows wrote, a he point. Wrote, he wrote it about him. What are you talking about? It's based on the book Naked Lunch, which he wrote. Everything Burroughs writes is semi-autobiographical. I'm saying this from a informed position. I'm not get, I'm not saying, like, oh, it's a biopic because I say it is. It's a fucking <laughs> William S. Burroughs wrote Naked It's about him. You know what I mean? Everything he wrote. I've, I've never read a Burroughs book. Don't. I've wanted to. Read, yeah, say read, I wanted to. Read Junkie. Do you know what is that, that is? Burroughs? He was a heroin addict till he was like 78 years old. I don't think he ever quit, actually. I think he lived a full life as a heroin addict. And see, so if somebody made a movie about that, that would be a biopic. No one's ever made a Junkie, a version, a movie of Junkie. I don't, no, th- I don't, I don't I, think so. I think Naked Lunch is, is the only Burroughs flick to get adapted to a film. Well, I mean, he was kind of a weird guy. I mean, he wrote some fucked up shit, right? Well, I, mean, I mean, I haven't read it personally. Yeah, like, there's always, it's always, like, weird tentacle things fucking, and there's, like, an insane amount of gay sex in it. 
in everything he writes because he was a gay dude. Like, I kind of get turned off by Burroughs a little, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I could read Junkie and I could get through Naked Lunch, but I tried to read another one of his books and within five pages I was like, I am fucking done. <laughs> I'm just done with anal sex and aliens. You know what I mean? Well, at least he tried. You know who isn't done with anal sex and aliens? Would that be uh, our friend? That'd be our buddy Brendo. And here's the thing. He recorded He recorded this. Brendo had a minute already for us. And then I spoke to him on the phone last night. He just got back from Vegas. It was his birthday weekend. Happy birthday, Brendo. And he was like, hey, man, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back from Vegas. His voice was gone and it was cracking. And I was like, holy shit. Record a minute right fucking now. <laughs> so here's a very special, very horse Brendo Man minute. But here's a sad note on all this. Brendo found out this morning when he woke up that his car had gotten stolen over the weekend. No from, shit. From his parking space in front of his apartment. Yeah. God. So, so do us a favor, folks. Laugh with him and not at him this time. Okay, Brendo Man minute. Thank you. Hey, this is Brendo Man with a Brendo Man Minute. Um, I just got back from my 30th birthday celebration in Las Vegas. And I seem to have lost my voice. It's not as bad right now. I was, I sounded like that, that puberty guy on The Simpsons. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Uh, I can't do it. Um, anyways, uh. So it was a fun birthday, um, you know, at the Eiffel Tower at the Paris Hotel, they they sell those giant Eiffel Towers filled with margaritas. Um, on the night of my birthday, I drank a whole thing of that. I do not recommend doing that. It was fun at the time, but I, I regretted it the next day. Um, so that would be my piece of advice. As cool as it looks at the time and as good as it ideas it sounds at the time, don't drink a giant Eiffel Tower filled with margarita. It's just going to end badly. Um, and it was cool having my friends there. My brother and his girlfriend visited from Portland and um, did a little bit of gambling. Didn't win anything. And I saw Toy Story 3, which I really, really loved. Um, I thought it was great. And I thought... I thought that I thought there was a lot of little good little surprises, and it was just really touching. And the animation was spectacular, and I just really liked the story. Um, the new toys were really great, and it was just very enjoyable. Another Pixar win, so um, it's really good. So now that I'm thirty, I'm just kind of you know thinking back. I'm going to back on the last, when I was 20, where I was, I was a sophomore in college. Um, that summer I ended up figuring out that I didn't have money to go back to school in L.A., so I ended up having to move to Wisconsin and back in with my mom. It's pretty much the low point of my life. And ten years later, here I am, back in California, independent Brendo, with a good job, good prospects for the future, and, you know, so I feel pretty good about where I'm at now. Um, but it took, it was a long road to get here, so 
hopefully the next 10 years are, you know, more stable. That's what I'm hoping for. Just more stability. And, um, and also I'm glad that, that Matt came along and let me be part of the show. And, um, you know, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for encouraging me, to, encouraging all of us. Um, you've all been great. And uh, here's, to, here's to more years, many more. And um, I'm going to stop talking because I have to be able to talk all day at work. And it's not going to go too well if I'm sounding like this. All right, you folks have a good, good one. And um, back to you, Matt and Jesse. Yeah, so, so so apologies, condolences to Brendo. Here's what I think the fans should do, Jesse. Ready? Buy, buy him a car. Yeah, you guys like Brendo so much, fucking buy him a car. Throw together, <laughs> throw together a little pool or some shit. It don't got to be a nice car. Just a car. Just a, nah, I don't even know what that is, but I'm sure that'll be fine. <laughs> Here's the thing, Brendo didn't even like, Brendo just, Brendo rented another car to go to Vegas because his car didn't have air conditioning or a radio. Like, he was intending on buying a new car anyway, so maybe this will give him the kick in the ass or whatever. But just, man, it, that sucks. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it had some of his shit in it. I don't think so. Oh, well, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. What kind of shit do you mean? Well, I mean, I didn't know he rented a car. I mean, I didn't know if he had his laptop in there. Or oh, no, his... no, he doesn't have a laptop. Oh, okay, well, I don't know this. I mean, I keep shit in my car. So do I, because my car don't get fucking stolen, nooch. Uh, it just sucks. No, the thing that sucks the most about it is, like, it's in front of your fucking house. How do you feel safe there ever again? Yeah. Even with a new car, it was in your assigned parking spot. But he doesn't really live in a bad neighborhood, though, does he? Um... It ain't great. He moved. Right. Were you at his last place in Anaheim or something? I don't think I ever went to he, his he doesn't, place. He doesn't live there anymore. Now he lives in Pico Rivera. I don't even know where that is. It's by downtown. It's like East L.A. Okay. So it's not it's not the best of neighborhoods at yeah. all. At all. You know what I mean? It's not Beverly Hills, huh? No, 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 no. Uh... It's not podcast bunker land. What can we say? <laughs> but, but, nah, that shit just sucks though. You know what I told him to do? Get a fucking unicycle and a really long handlebar mustache and that can become his new thing. And I, I, and I, I guarantee that you told him to do this, just that and you were serious about it. Totally. Cause he could be like a steampunk dude. Cause like he wear a top, he could wear a top hat and then everyone will know him. They'll be like, who's that guy? Cause now, Cause you know, Brendo leads a fairly solitary life. He's got a few, he's got his friends and he goes to work. If he were a, if he rode a unicycle every day and had a handlebar mustache, people would be like, there goes Brendo, the crazy fucking unicycle mustache guy. And everyone would know him. And but nobody would, wants to hear shit like that when they're trying to talk to you about their car being stolen. You're probably just making him even more upset. What was I supposed to say? Was I supposed to pull the Brendo move on that and be like, wow, man, that sucks. What are you going to do? Like whenever I go, oh, yeah. Whenever he's I go, supposed to talk about it. Whenever I go to Brendo with bad news or something, or something, you know, I'm flipping out about something. I'll be like, oh, uh, fucking, oh man, my fucking iPod broke. And Bre instead of Brendo being like, oh, it's okay, man, you can get a new iPod, or like, oh, try to fix it. I'll be like, <laughs> he'll be like, wow, that really fucking blows. What the hell are you gonna do now? And I'll be like, that's not why I call you for fucking. 
I call you to, to give, reassure this shit, not to make it worse. <laughs> not to make it worse. He called the cops so and stuff. Like, I, how does someone steal a car? Well, I, I mean, break in it. And, With like the wires? I guess hot wire. They hot, yeah. People actually hotwire cars still? I, I suppose. That's adorable. Still. That's adorable. I feel like it's 1982. I mean, people are hotwire cars in the 90s as well. Here's a question. Why don't they just make cars so you can't pop out that fucking panel? I, I don't know. I mean, do I look like Toyota? No. What is the company that fucked up? Toyota? Why is the what? What was the company? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toyota. Because you ever see their commercials they now? Big recall. You see their commercials now? No. They're, they're, they changed their te- their slogan to moving forward. It says, like, <laughs> Toyota, yeah. Toyota, moving forward, which yeah. basically says, like, Toyota, let's just forget that last part. <laughs> <laughs> like, it should be Toyota, skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that, like, moving on, like, I just thought there was some, sorry, there's something, there's a tone implied if you read that the right way. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure, that, I'm sure it's not accidental. That, you know, also, I realized that subliminal, subliminal shit like that, like, I saw a SeaWorld commercial the other day, and I was like, uh-oh, this must be the new SeaWorld commercial, like, after that girl got killed or whatever. Yeah. They don't show a single killer whale in the entire commercial. That's on purpose, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. See, advertising people are smart like that, Jesse. I mean, I mean, isn't SeaWorld like, like a commercial about like, whales? Guys drinking a coke, and then so all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I want a coke now. That's why it's it's advertising magic. They're like wizards. <laughs> They're like ad wizards, man. Yeah, no, SeaWorld is basically built entirely around Shamu, I think, right? Yeah. Well, I thought. I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta cut into their business a bit. Speaking of business, let's get to the business we know and love. Uh, prostitution. Prostitution. No. Uh, the move, the movie birdness. You hear what Marvel announced? No. It's pretty brilliant. I, okay, they've been doing pretty bad lately, so hit me with the brilliance. Black Panther, Ant-Man, um, Luke Cage, uh, give me another, give me another C-lister. Uh. Iron Fist. Iron Fist, exactly. <clears throat> they want to turn those into movies. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard that. But they can't really because look what just happened with Jonah Hex. Mm-hmm. So Marvel had the brilliant idea of saying, hey, why don't we shoot 10-minute short films and stick them before the real movies to intro the characters? So now before Iron, now before Captain America, you'll see a 10-minute Black Panther film. Before this, you'll see a 10-minute Ant-Man film with the star who's going to play in the feature, but they're going to intro the characters in shorts before the feature. Isn't that great? That's pretty fucking brilliant. Pretty goddamn brilliant, I think, right? I I will agree with that. Like, That's pretty fucking like, good. Like fucking awesome. Who was the list of people they named right now? I mean, they've got they've got their few properties in development. I think they want to do a cloak and dagger. They want to do everything. And now it's now they kind of have the chance. You know what I mean? Well, <clears throat> if only to gauge reaction to it. I mean, if people hate the short, they're probably not going to spend millions of dollars to make the, the flick. The three they've officially announced is Black Panther, Doc, Luke Cage, and Doctor Strange. Okay. And now, yeah, now they can build up some interest. Like my mom, 
my mom called me. You know, you know, Toy Story made like eight billion dollars this weekend, right? It made one hundred nine million, yeah. Which is it's basically eight billion. Like that's that's a lot of money. It's a lot, yes. It's a lot, a lot of money. <clears throat> my mom, it was kind of cute. My mom called me. She must have just like seen a box office report or something, and she wanted to like talk about it. She was like, "You see how much money?" She was like, "And Karate Kid." She was like, she was like, that kid's set for life. And I was like, you know what? I don't, think, I don't think anything, I don't think a dollar of that movie had to do with the kid. I think you could put any kid in that movie and it would have made that much money. I don't know. Do you think people were seeing it for Will Smith's son? I, I think some people were. I, well, maybe not specifically for Will Smith's Jack, son, but Jackie, I don't think Jackie Chan and the, and the fucking original. That's the only reason that movie made that much money. I, I don't think you could have necessarily put anybody in it and it would have made that much money. I don't think you could have put Haley Joel out. Well, yeah, you could have, but, well, not now because he's what, 30 now? But Bobby J. I um, would, uh, I, that's a movie I want to see. I don't know. That's a movie I want to see. That would be though, fun. Where he's like, wax on, wax off. He's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bobby J is awesome. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't think, I don't know that Jaden Smith is set for life as far as acting. Do you? He's set for life because of his fucking dad. Yeah, but do you think he's going to be a big actor? My mom seemed to think like he's going to be Will Smith someday. Maybe not quite that big, but I, th- I think he'll be pretty big. You think he'll, after you think he'll maintain through childhood? Because he's at an awkward age where it's like he could drop off. He's got about five years to coast through before he can start acting that's, to, be that's a to be a non-child actor. It depends on what he can do. In the next five years. His later teenage years, yeah. Like, fucking, what's that chick? Dakota Fanning did a great job. I, I haven't seen Runaways. Apparently, I there's, a, there's a lesbian love scene in it with her and Christian Stewart. Like, that girl is so far from the kid actor now. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's an adult actress now. I'm just, it's, it's all about bridging that gap. Most kids can't do it. Macaulay Culkin could never do it. Here's your, here's your most successful child actor, sir. Can you think of it? That went on to keep going? Well, there's a few. You got Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Most successful in terms of uh, someone I respect the most. Can you name him? Christian Bale. No, because he only did like two movies as a kid, right? Yeah, but I mean, it was a Spielberg flick. Plus, like, I don't, I'm not a huge Bale fan anymore. What, what, what changed your mind? Everything post-American Psycho. <laughs> no, ter- Rescue Dawn. No, I like Rescue Dawn. Like Terminator Three, even though okay, I didn't, they, I didn't, I didn't see made a misstep. I didn't even see it, but it's like I don't want to fucking see it. Three Ten to Yuma was great. The Batman flicks. He, he's pretty fucking Regardless, good. The machines. You're missing. You're missing it. You're missing all it. Right, all right, all right, all right. Who is it? He still looks like a child. If that's a hint. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, this dude is aged less than Leo has. I, I I don't know, dude. Just tell me. Elijah Wood. Yeah, yeah. He was a big child actor. He was in My Girl. Yeah. He was in North. He was in this and that and that. And now look, he's one of the. See, it's hard to judge that. Yeah, you can't say that because of the ring. It's like you yeah. can't say the rings because it, it didn't yes. make money because like, of Elijah he, Wood. He's the star of probably the most profitable film franchise of all time, but or one of them. But is he? But it wasn't because of him. Look at that, though. You know what? Look at what happened to Lord of the Rings. We haven't even, like, stopped and take, taken a, a glance back. Everyone fucking popped off of that movie. Everyone, except for fucking Pippin. 
<laughs> every what do you mean, popped off of the movie. Every single member of the fellowship, except for Billy Boyd, now has a pretty great career. Well, a lot of them had pretty great careers before that. Bullshit. Uh, Ian McKellen. Okay. And Elijah Wood, the only people you'd ever heard Vigo of. Vigo Mortensen? I'd never heard of Vigo. I saw him in G.I. Jane. Uh, he, he, I mean, he was... I don't he think was, he was the star that he is he now. He was working, but, but you did not know his name. Well, maybe a lot Lord of people Lord of the did. Rings, I, made, I did. it made like six household names. Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, yes. Dominic Moynihan. I wouldn't say he's a household name, but I yeah, okay. Fucking Charlie, man, come on. Um, <laughs> I, I still wouldn't say he's a household name. <laughs> uh, Liv Tyler was was big before Lord of the Rings. Sean Bean, I'd never heard of before Lord of the Rings, and he's been working pretty consistently yeah. since. Uh, David so Wenham. Weaving. David Wenham works. I don't even know who David Wenham is now. Faramir. That, 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 like I know who that is. Boromir's brother, <laughs> son of Theoden. Come on. Sorry. Steward of Gondor. No. Um, Are you talking about uh, the Chucky guy? No, man. It's a dude from fucking. He was in um. Van Helsing. He was in. <laughs> You're he was not in, helping. He was in Three Hundred. He was like the third lead okay. in Three Hundred. He was in Australia. He was in Public Enemies. He was in The Proposition. He was in uh, Return of the King. He was in Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. He was in Moulin Rouge. He was in. You know who David Wenham is? Don't know, but I'll find that after the show. You look. You look at the guy. You fucking know this guy. I'm sure I know his face. Yeah. Yo, you know this guy. That guy. <laughs> um, I want to say Gimli, but I feel like he's not getting much work. But do you think Elijah Wood got that because he was the right actor? Or do you think he got it because he was short? I think he got it because he was the right actor. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, all four of them are pretty short. The Hobbit. Yeah. Even Charlie. Yeah, they're way shorter than me, all of them even. I don't know how tall yeah. is Sean Astin. Is she shorter than me? Uh, I'm not sure. That's one dude who didn't pop, I guess. He was bigger before. Yeah, but but I didn't know that, so it was like yeah. he came back for a minute, and you were like, "Oh shit, that, <laughs> that was that!" Like you, that, it was only with Lord of the Rings that I realized who Sean Astin was before. <laughs> he had a big fucking career before, yeah. man. He was everything. Yeah, yeah. Same with Brolin. Who the fuck knew that Josh Brolin was in Goonies? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. The first Josh Brolin movie I ever saw. The first time I heard of Josh Brolin. Hollow Man. I don't even. I didn't even know his name from that. I'm gonna go much further and maybe even go with fucking No Country for Old Men. I know him from Hollow Man because I was a fan of his dad. I'm looking at his James. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Yes, absolutely. The first time I saw a movie with James Brolin, Josh Brolin, and knew his name was No Country for Old Men. And then now he's every fucking where. Yeah, but look at this. Since No Country for Old Men, he's only been in like four movies. But everybody knows him now. Yeah, because he's his famous dad, and he's married to Diane Lane. He's a lucky man. You like Diane? You still still with the Diane Lane thing, huh? Uh, yeah, Diane Lane, dude. She's an older lady too. And she still looks great. I got one of those now. Uh, second, you didn't. Well, you don't watch. What a wife! 
No, I mean, I got a fucking, <laughs> no, but I, I've got a future wife, but the issue is, you know, like I sometimes I find it, I found my new chick, but I did one Google search and the first article up was about her boyfriend is like going, <laughs> is going blind and she like raises money for charity. And I was like, we could deal with that. Who uh, is she? Jessica the Vampire. Oh, Jessica the Vampire. Yeah, I got into True Blood in the past week. Like, yeah, don't tell me anything about it. I haven't like watched it. Like hardcore. Yet. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but I'm going to tell you there's a creature on that show who will be mine one day. Anna Paquin? And her name is Jessica the Vampire. No, it's this other chick. Redhead chick. She's like my age. She's never been anything before. She's awesome. <laughs> all right. <laughs> She's awesome. But, um, and I'm not attracted to Anna Paquin at all. No. She's got a really good body, but like nothing about that chick is attractive to me. I mean, I think like if maybe if I would have went to school with her and she would have been just a regular chick sitting beside me in science class or something, yeah. But but it's like look, like I'm, I'm the sex object. I'm a fiercely heterosexual male, but I'll flat out say both of the dudes involved in the love triangle with her are better looking than her. <laughs> Both Bill and Eric the Vampire are better looking than Sookie. Like, she's just not... An, and you can see, season two, they were obviously like, okay, I think we got a bit of a thing going on, and we need to make her a sex symbol, because her skin got remarkably better. She had really, really, really bad skin for a season out of Paquin, and HD was not her friend, and it was always caked in makeup, and her teeth were fucked up, and then she got her teeth fixed, too, in between the seasons. Like, now that she's... Do you know she's getting married? Well, now she has money. She's getting married to Bill the Vamp... Like, the main... The two leads of True Blood are getting married in real life. Is that how they met? Yes, they met on the... It says they've been dating since they started filming the pilot. And you can see why. It is by far the most sexual show in the history of television. My mom calls it porno, because she watched the first few episodes. (laughs) Like, literally, dude, it's the most flat-out sexual show I've ever seen. And, like, so from the pilot on... This chick and this dude were basically fucking. It's no wonder that they kind of got yeah. they got together and got married. And now, but it now it's changed. well, I wish them all the happiness but in the world. But now it's changed it for me. Like when Sookie, there's a love triangle thing going on, and when Sookie is with the other dude, I get all like, okay, sorry, right, stop. I'm gonna what? watch it one day. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Stop. You don't even like that shit. You're gonna hate it. <laughs> you're, you're just gonna, saying it. No, you're gonna, you're gonna not like it. Why? I like vampire shit. But it's it's okay. I should hate it. Let's put it that way. I like vampire shit and I like pornos. So why would I not like? I it? should hate it because it's the most over the top show in television history, and that's exactly why I love it. From the sex to the blood to the violence to the mythology to the sci-fi, everything they do is like fuck you. Like it's it's crazy. Like, first episode, like, the acting is not great, the dialogue is pretty awful, the storyline is bad, the CGI is bad, <laughs> but it, everything is, they know it, they know what, they, it's the first time in a long time I've seen such a self-realized um, show where they know they're making kitsch, they know they're making campy television, and that's why it's so fucking fun. Every episode's a party, dude. I'll trust you till I watch it. It's fun, and that and I got into Breaking Bad. I want to watch that one it's as well. It's a really good show. You got to let me catch up on shit, man. I got a lot of new shit this week when my parents came. I got this book. I'm going to make a recommendation to everyone. And I'm only about 200 pages into it, but I'll, I'll say it. I was in Barnes & Noble, and I'm walking, and I'm walking, and I'm walking, and I'm looking around, and I see a book display, and the ad says, World War Z meets The Stand. 
And I was like, well, fuck you. Of course I got to look at it now. I was like, honestly, that might be the best advertising I've ever seen for anything in my life. Because I've never heard of the author. I'd never heard of the book. It's like an 800-page paperback that was hardcover that had it not said those words, like, I would have never read it in a million years. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's called The Passage. Um, and it's basically the stand. World War Z meets the stand? With vampires instead of zombies. Okay. So, like, disease breaks out. The, um, the government, there's a, there's a, there's an altercation in the, like, the Andean jungle and, and, and they find, basically they find a strain of vampirism almost. And the government sends it, it sends a team down there to try to research it because it, it's a life extension project. They don't want to create vampires. They want to isolate the genome mm-hmm. to let vampires live forever. But of course, shit goes wrong and within a hundred pages, like ninety percent of the world is fucking vampires. I just saw a movie called Daybreakers. It's kind of about that same thing. Really? Yeah, it's Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, and Sam Neill. Was that any good? I saw that where it, where everyone's a vampire. The heroes are vampires yeah. in it. Well, basically, the whole world is there's very, very, very few humans, so all the vampires are running out of blood, and they're trying to come up with a blood substitute. Like true but, blood. <laughs> I yeah yeah they're okay. trying to find true blood. You know what that you know what that is right? Even though you've never seen the show, you know the concept behind it, right? No. Vampires come out of the closet because the Japanese have have synthesized a, a drink called True Blood, which is basically synth- synthetic blood. So vampires can now live without feasting on humans. Yeah, I remember the the advertising for the first season. I thought it was an actual drink. In real life. So yeah. did so did I for like a few months, dude. Like you would see Billboard for True Blood, and I I yeah. I would think it was mm-hmm. a new energy drink coming out or yeah. some shit. I remember that now. Nah, that, sh- that shit that shit's <coughs> good, Jesse. Um, so the big revelation is next week. What else you got going in your life that you want to catch people up on real quick? Um, nothing. I'm fucking working. I'm fucking tired. I gotta go to work now. You're working on a flick, right? Uh, yeah, I'm the guy who came down with doing pre-production. Do you want to tell anyone anything about it? Well, uh, let's do that next week. We'll talk, we'll talk, next week will be Jesse's fucking week to dish. Alright, you know, I'm down with that. It'll be a Jesse-centric episode for you folks. I know you're all, you've been clamoring for it. And (laughs) For about 60 episodes And and you're, you're gonna get it, just like, oh, See, I was about to go to another Virginia rap joke. Yeah, don't do that. Guy said you're gonna get it, and then I was gonna say something yeah. about a bottle and Faraday Arbuckle, but like, let's just let this poor woman rest in peace. <laughs> uh, Please. Uh, until, un- until I film myself at her grave tomorrow for a comedy sketch I'm writing. Yeah. Let's hope she doesn't have any living relatives. Well, she obviously doesn't. She couldn't have any kids, but um, bump. But um, bump. Does that make sense? She could have had kids before, but she was way young, I feel like. I don't think Virginia Rapp had any kids, Jesse. Did we used to have kids very young back in those days? I feel I feel kind of bad now, I'm not going to lie. Really? You feel bad? When when do you ever feel bad? Well, it's like, okay, you know, it's that, it's that concept of time. Like, it's not too soon. The woman died <laughs> 90 fucking years ago. Like, it's far from too soon. Like, the Holocaust isn't even too soon. That was 70 years ago. <laughs> So like, you know what? I say I don't know what I say, but I'm gonna go put a rock on her on her grave and a Coke bottle. Ew.
Ew. Not good. The rock was a Jewish thing. You know about that? No. Jewish people put rocks on graves. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. No worries. I'm Matt Cohen. <laughs> I'm Jesse Ripper. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Stay tuned for more Bagged and Boarded, where it's always consensual. For more Matt Cohen, check out his website, cameltoadproductions.com, or follow him on Twitter at at cameltoad or at smodcastle for all the latest smodcastle updates. For Jesse Rivers, check him out on Twitter at at Jesse Rivers. Brendoman can be found at brendoman.com, braxcomics.com, or on Twitter at at brendoman. As always, please check out the other Smodcast podcasts and Fred Entertainment podcasts. And remember, celebrities never die. They just get trampled on by tourists. Have a good one, folks. been listening to a podcast from a site called fred.com